Travelers. I'm Josh. And I'm Kai. And we're the Genshin Guys. Welcome all this podcast is for fans of Genshin Impact, the mobile game made by Hoyoverse, also known as MiHoYo. Here we talk about our opinions, experiences, and dreams about Genshin Impact. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Before we get started into our topics today, Kahi, how are you doing? Cold, but it's great because it was incredibly difficult to get up in this uh, in this weather because I just was so tempted to stay in bed. But we had a podcast, so <laughs> I had to come out. And um, I told you just <laughs> I told you just before this recording. Uh, apparently, I had to fix a roof because uh, making a squeaking noise. And I did just like a random roof, or is it like is it your roof, or no? It's a it's a little greenhouse outside outside my uh, window next to the garage. Ah, uh, okay. Apparently, like, like a little, a little shack. Yeah, a little shack. A little piece of wood got stuck on the top and kind of like was rubbing against other pieces of wood, making squeaking noises. And apparently, I think that's why I just wanted to keep sleeping because it may have actually woken me up throughout the night a couple of times. Oh, can't, I can't remember, but it might have been that. So. Yeah, other than that, um, actually pretty well rested. I, there's like a nice cool breeze coming in. And I have yet to even like make a dent in my anime queue. And I, mm-hmm. I keep seeing screenshots of like some of the shows that I'm watching. And it's like three episodes ahead. And I feel like so far behind. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm getting spoiled already, especially like My Hero Academia. Are you still following that or not? I am not. I have not watched past two seasons, so. Oh, man. Oh, the okay, the past. Like the I didn't watch from the, the previous the, season. The, um, the villain, my villain, Academia arc. I, I just barely started it. Okay, current season and last season is the craziest the show has ever been, mm. hands down. Because like stuff right, no hits the fan. I know. I'm just saying, it's really intense. Like I did not expect it to go this hard into like battles, but wow. Okay, but other than that, uh, what about you, Josh? How are you doing? Well, first of all, now I want to watch that. <laughs> second, second of all, um, yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty great. Um, I was doing this morning a different podcast for Coffee and Culture where I got to interview Teva Historia, which was really fun. Nice. Yeah, so I'll I'll talk about that a little later. But that was like my morning. But um, yeah, I just um, I've been reading a lot of comic books. It's really nice to have a hobby that is not looking at a screen. So, I'm um, still doing that. True. And um, uh, there was something. There was something else I wanted to mention. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, just I can't a few think little it. things here, but yeah, we can roll into like our weeks and yeah. announcements and outlines. That's fine. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like that's the short version. I've been playing games here and there. Um, I've been talking with a lot of people in the community. That's fun. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good. So. Let's go ahead and roll right into today's topics. The first topic is, of course, our weeks in Genshin, followed by Genshin News, followed by um, a little recap that I'm going to have of the discussion that I did earlier today with Tevat Historia on the Coffee and Culture podcast. Um, we're going to do our Who's Voice Line segment and our Kahi's Riddle segment. So we know that you all are really looking forward to those segments, so we're going to do those as you know as often as we can every other podcast. Or, or so maybe we'll see but um definitely enjoyable for us as well we're going to be doing the community discussion question and we're going to be doing a new segment this episode that's going to be persisting through all the episodes hopefully called last wish so we will talk about that a little bit later 
Okay. So, uh, my other announcement that I want to give you guys is the Discord server. The Discord server, for those of you who have, that have not joined yet, that want to join, the description is being moved to the top of i mean the link is being moved to the top of the description so if you look at the episode you should see the link first thing right there if you're interested in joining our discord server where we have a community where we recently just started doing a lot more co-op things together um talking about builds talking about uh advice talking about lore um if you are interested in that please feel free to come join our discord of course it is free you can come hang out and talk with us so yeah if you haven't done that already join us so with that being said, let's get started with our weeks in Genshin. Okay, Kahi, how was your week in Genshin Impact? So I finally, finally hit rank 40 on that Sakura tree and unlocked the oh, Inazuma like, the teapot. teapot oh, thing. nice. It was actually fun <laughs> i mean it's, it was i mean kind of stressful but it's actually really fun because well, congratulations I completely forgot about the um the the gadget that tracks like nearby treasure chests right and i was like that was like a godsend because i could just plop myself down in like a region that i haven't 100 percent yet and just like pick a spot and it just tells me go this way that's what I, that's I what really it's there like for that. yeah i know i because i haven't used that a lot i mean sumeru i'm pretty sure i'm actually guaranteed sumeru has one but i didn't unlock it yet right um i know there's a dendroculus one but the ones that just track like nearby chests oh that's so useful um and the the one that uh that got me to rank 40 was like one of the last shrine of the depths because i had two keys from like inazuma that i didn't even use yet because i didn't find all the shrines so the last key that I got unlocked the last chest that gave me 10 sigils and let me rank up. Nice. And finally. Oh, I went in, I took some screenshots. I might post it in the Discord too, but I just, I took some screenshots. Yeah, so like just the empty layout. Man, that place is like the best teapot scenery ever. Well, you had to work really so hard artistic. for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to like, you know, dabble a little bit, make, uh, try to build some stuff in the new area, just make that my new main location. But I mean, it, it took me a really long time to build my other teapot layout. So this one might just, I might work on it slowly but surely, but I really wanted to make like a nice onsen place in like the Japanese theme park area. Right. Um, Cause that sunset is cool. It's like a hyper stylized, like I'm, artistic, I'm gonna one, go like visit hand drawn. Yeah, we should do that later on. Um, maybe next next live stream or live stream after that. Good theme. We could just have like we can actually build a in-game podcast set. That'd be awesome. Yeah, why not? Um, other than that, uh, completed my battle pass, which is awesome. I think no, I think that was last week. Mm, yeah, I think you um, mentioned it. Might have been. Yeah, it was just it's still fresh in my mind. I have a uh, hundred and eighteen wishes saved up for Dea and her weapon um but yeah that's pretty much my biggest accomplishment of this week what about you josh anything big you've accomplished in the game nice i mean no <laughs> i've just been like trying to catch up my na account i've been i've actually been pretty much neglecting my main asia account because i really want to catch up my asia account uh, my america account to 
like the highest world level at least so I can like join people or people can join me and I mean so I can join people specifically but uh, that way like when I farm with other people they don't have to take like lower rewards or like not take the rewards so I really want to be able to play we've been playing when I've been streaming uh, we've had co-op like a lot of we've been doing a lot of co-op so I've been getting help with dungeons and treasure chests and like on my newer account and other people in the community have started playing like co-op with each other so we actually ended up making a co-op community it's called co-op commissions uh channel in the discord <laughs> and uh people are posting like hey i need help with this and hey, i need to help this and or hey does anyone want to do this and people are joining each other and it's really cool so really really excited that the, after the last podcast episode dropped like we gained a lot more people in the discord so hopefully the i've been seeing a lot yes. yeah it's just growing and growing and so that way we have more people to you know lean on for advice more people to do co-op help with other people we have a bunch of people in the discord that are just really willing to help people out so thank you to everyone who is offering help to everybody else we have people in eu a lot of people in eu and america servers so if you are those two guaranteed there's someone if you're an asia server i'll help you out myself personally because my my uh my account main account is asia but you know for now um i will be going back to my main account to do the story so that i don't get any spoilers but uh yeah well i've been having a lot of fun just kind of relearning the game in a way that's like how can i make myself get to the power level i'm used to as soon as possible but the key is artifacts honestly <laughs> like once you get to 45 like just being able to have Kinda is yeah. yeah just being able to have all five star artifacts is like a huge difference in just pure stats um so yeah farming is is terrible like sometimes oh we were talking about this on stream like i understand why they have resin like i understand why they have that but i really wish they just had like uh, a thing you could either buy or something that you get like once a month or something that is like an unlimited resin like uh thing for like two hours like just for two hours you can just like farm like unlimited or something like that like i wish we had something like that to catch me like, up like, that's one solution yeah. the root of the issue is also still just not being able to get what you want or like having a more direct route to get it because if everything is like rng based like you can have like two hours of like free resin and still get nothing because some people actually like save up their condensed resins and like their their the like resins and stuff yeah and they and they still don't get the thing that they want and then we had that artifact re-rolling which was awesome because they could switch it to another one because yeah maybe they didn't well, so, like the so other that, that's, second set that's for like optimal like finding the exact stat mm -hmm. you want kind of thing i just i just want more stuff <laughs> like 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 things like like i don't i don't have yeah. anything right so like i need resources i need like i need talent books i need xp books i need mora i need um to be honest though like having some of these characters now um helps me with mora like i have scaramouche right and like he like has the cost of like books and and um i think swords so you know stuff like that um like helps with mora output but at the same time um the bosses like the like all this stuff that just takes up so much resin um it makes it really hard to catch up um like it takes it makes it take an insanely long amount of time to catch up uh, even if i spent money i think there's a cap so like i couldn't even <laughs> couldn't even catch up if i wanted to that's why i wish there was like an unlimited resin thing just so i could get something mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think we had an episode about this a while back when they had that developer interview yeah and they were talking about having 
multiple pathways to get like these talent books right get, right like, right meaningful like materials and that i'm i'm actually appreciative of because it, i don't it really doesn't feel that great to keep running the same domain over and over again it's true for a specific kind of award and a lot of the, the events in the past because they they go back to Mondstadt, they go back to Liyue, they go back to like Inazuma, and they give you the talent books from that region for your characters that you may have left behind. I actually got enough to like level up some talents without even going into their their specific domains. So slowly, yeah, even, yeah it yeah. is slow, yeah. but they are giving you those pathways. Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm just like as a new yeah, like as a new said, account, more like. Mm -hmm. everybody needs work like it's not like yes. it's not like um where you're just like oh the characters I, I don't really like go out of my way to level I can slowly level them because I get their materials it's like none of my characters are leveled and I need to spend so much resin to get them to a place of just not dying like the the world level jump like in difficulty is real like I, I, I have my account my main account where I'm like I have all the characters I'm AR60 I know how the game works but when I'm playing through it again I'm like oh my gosh why am I so weak? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't have any good. I have Wanderer, but I remember at this point having like Hu Tao and like other characters, and like it was a lot easier back then. But I don't know if it's because of my character pool or if it's because of like maybe I was I doing. Did I neglect my resources for so long that I suddenly had enough resources to just level people up? I don't. I don't remember what happened. All I know is that right now, even though I know what to do, I feel like I don't have enough resin to do any of it so it feels like it's going to take me forever like just to get to a point where i'm happy not dying like in the game because it's hard the game is hard right now for me so that's why i need help and the help all the help helps because then i can get the boss materials faster and then i can um level up faster so having friends really helps is what i can gather from new players like when you're learning of course there's the problem of not knowing what to do um, but then there's also, once you do know what to do, just getting there is like time consuming and or difficult if you don't have the right stuff. So I, I just experienced that lately. <laughs> so that, that's what my, my, my past couple weeks has been like, is like leveling up this NA account and being like, man, this game is pretty hard if you don't know what to do. So that, that's where I've been. I, I, but I would love to see some solutions in the future to um, alleviate some of that kind of realization that like it's going to take you a really long time to, to level up even one character because of the resin cap and how resin works so we'll see we'll see what happens maybe they could add more resources to like story and side quests too you know what i mean so like actually playing the game gets me stuff that'd be nice too but yeah, yeah we'll see anyway that that's kind of been my week playing co-op leveling up my any account i've been trying to farm for dia as much as possible but like i said my account level is pretty low so i mean it's at 42 now so it's getting there but the real grind doesn't really start till 45 right and i gotta do all the story quests so so that's my week yeah so moving on to genshin news uh we don't have that much news but i did want to like stop and talk about the things that we do have so first of all is kokomi's birthday which was on february 21st yay happy birthday kokomi kahi you have kokomi Yes, I do. And she's only at like level 70 because she's just her main role as a healer. I don't need her to be like the damage dealer because she's not going to be out on the field more than my actual damage dealer. She's on the team with uh, Ayaka, Kazuha, as well as Kuki. So I have double healers anyways, so and better damage dealers on the outside. I'm probably going to only have her like when I cast like 
Ayaka's burst just to keep to freeze, frozen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then valid way to use I it. She just needs an applicator. Yeah, it's she's good. I know there's like <laughs> Kokomi mains out there. Yeah. That just use her and only her. And that's still valid. That's still totally fine. She actually does really good damage. Yes. With HP scaling and all that. You know, HP like hydro damage bonuses and she has good weapons. Weapon selection too. I mean, yeah, she's fine. But um, on the team that she's on right now, Ayaka's kind of like the major damage dealer. She has like five star weapon, like crit damage artifacts and she's cryo she's like 50 percent crit rate 200 percent crit damage i think that's more than enough reason to have her out on the field more often yeah i mean damage and healing everyone mm -hmm. so uh yeah so that's so kokomi well, i mean happy birthday to her right and then the other thing one thing that we have got this week we've gotten two things the first thing is the little teaser story teaser for dia Right, so Kahi, what did you what did you think about that video, huh? So Dea is, oh, she is great. She has a heart of gold. She is, you know, very in tune with the sun. She's a bright sunshine to everyone around her, <laughs> or the ray of sunshine to everyone who's looking for something in the darkness. But she oh my actually God, so dramatic. is a really great character. Yeah, she's she's great. No, Character I know you. She's awesome. she's... <laughs> You're dramatic. Mm. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. Um, Dea, she's she's been known to do this, even though she likes to hide it. She's like, I don't think she plays it off as, oh, it's just a job. She actually genuinely does things to be a good person because, you know, grew up in the desert. Everyone's kind of like not so great in the desert because it's a desert. Um, Valid. She's like always trying to find ways to like get people you know the help they need even if she has to kind of take some alternative routes right. around the law to do it you know perfect you know do-gooder outlaw vigilante kind of style um but is like she has a very interesting take on money she doesn't really need it she just everything she has she just put towards the orphanage that was pretty cool yeah she did the same thing during her story she just sold her sword for like treatment for Dunyazad right. and just thought nothing of it um I'm just wondering if that sword that she sold I told you my theory a right, long, right, long time right. ago right mm -hmm. about the sword that's gonna come back <laughs> I, I, no I I hope she sold it to Dory oh this theory this this theory okay alright alright uh, alright moving on no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I know it's at the same time though but like I'm, I wonder who like who she's gonna interconnect with? I mean, I was thinking, well, what happens if her sword comes back in this story? Like, what if that's the sword? Yes, she has a sword. Like, what mm -hmm. if that's the sword? That would be nice. Like her main sword, or um, whatever. Yeah, because I think she's the only one where her weapon is mentioned or referenced at all. Mm. Like Sino, you don't hear about his weapon. You don't hear about Nilu's weapon. You don't hear about anyone's weapon. They also don't fit them aesthetically, but yeah. <laughs> Neil, yeah. I don't feel like Nilu's weapon fits her aesthetically, but okay. No, like she shouldn't be talked about with having a weapon. She's a dancer, but that's right. She has one, even though it's a five star. But it seems like her that's not her thing does yeah. fit in a story. Yeah, it's her thing. But uh, yeah, it's a good. It's good to get a little bit of background, um, seeing what she goes through. Just get a little bit of uh, overview of her personality. Um, I liked it. Um, a lot of good like animated wallpaper potential in this just like the web event i love it um but what do you th what did you think any thoughts on dia i mean yeah like you you perfectly summed it up like it shows her her character how far she's willing to go to help other people 
it shows that she's very selfless and she puts the needs of others above herself very often and um yeah it was like kind of similar to like what you said it was in the story where um you know it just kind of emphasized that idea of who she was as a person this little this little teaser trailer so i mean it's, i think it's it makes great. sense why she's a support role too yeah yeah and i think it's great that she like is a mercenary um like that operates like in gray areas like that because she's kind of more flexible to do whatever she needs to do and so i'm really curious to, to see what her story is going to be about i hope it's interesting um i think they kind of previewed it a little bit in the in the the live stream but i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah i'm excited to see what she does and um so that so we had that little day of video and then we had the drip marketing come kind of early, I think, for Baiju and Kave, right? So, um, so okay, so Kave, we know about Kave, right? Like he's a Hytham's roommate. Like yeah, I don't know, they they have like a thing going on. Like we don't really know their relationship exactly, but they are close, right? Like an Hytham is not close I to keep, many people. I keep thinking he was Pyro. It just he looks Pyro, but he's Dendro. I get, I get that because he's like red eyes and like blonde and like all this stuff, right? Yeah, this outfit <laughs> red outfit yeah but typically that's what it means but yeah he's definitely one of the um the harder to guess his element by looking at him characters so yeah it is what it is like i, I mean just looking at child you wouldn't really think he's hydro you know what i mean um but yeah so th- we have kave coming out we know we know a decent amount about him we don't know much about him as ter- in, in terms of like his actual story but we know like what he's like as a character uh um at this point but I mean, I am curious to see how he fleshed out his story. Do you have any like thoughts or like hopes for Kave in general? Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't think they specified, but he might be a four star. I think he is a four star, Cause, yeah, and because Dia yeah. is a five star. Because Baizu absolutely has I mean, to be Baizu, a five star. Sorry, Baizu is a five star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Baizu and Kave. I mean, it makes sense why they have all these Dendro characters coming out in Sumeru. I just thought Baizu, even though it was, it has been a while since we saw Baizu at all, mm-hmm. just felt like bringing him up now felt early. Okay, wait, I want to talk to you about that. Okay, wait, wait I want to talk about Baizu. Okay. But first, for Kave, gotcha. like he, um, for Kave, like yeah, he. So I'm hoping that he has like a role that buffs Dendro or or does something to buff Alhaitham because. I'll hide because like you know how Sarah and Raiden Shogun came out and then like Sarah like directly mm-hmm. boosts Raiden Shogun and that they there are like similar banners to this like Farzan came out with Wanderer and she directly boosts Enemo damage um I'm hoping that Kave boosts Dendro because he's coming out with Baizu but he needs to be a char- he would most likely they would want him to be a character that works well with Alhaitham because they're you know a pair in the story so I think it would be really cool if we got like a dendro buffer support character but you know he could be a good support i just feel like they really play into his background of being an architect i mean a designer and oh, being right, artistic that's right. so i was my my thought was he might be able to make those dendro roots like how those dendro um helitros do Oh, that'd that be interesting. It's something that you can burn and have like a persistent burn in the area because you've never been able to light an area on fire in a domain because there's no grass. But if he can make something that can like an area to burn or like have yeah. the actual like 
he could be like apply an area that the dendro reactions can happen in even though he's not attacking yeah. he could make like a field kind of like tainari I, but it, like it could be, also burn it'd be interesting like you know how we have like geo constructs like with the geo characters mm -hmm. it'd be cool if we had like dendro yeah that's what i was thinking too yeah construct mm -hmm. that's interesting okay um yeah be, yeah i mean it would be a great twist if like this dendro character could also make a geo construct what that would be it <laughs> I mean, that would be me because it's it's technically just rocks you could just build it oh uh, yeah but well, i understand like it's, it's another element yeah so it's we'll, too much. we'll see we'll see yeah, well that plays out mm -hmm. but uh and also he's a four star supposedly so mm -hmm. yeah um so okay so baiju i want to talk about baiju for a second because i looked up a bunch of stuff about baiju um in terms of lore uh we don't know much but kahi what do you know about baiju because i didn't know much before i looked it up so what, what do you know about him like just off the top of your head um, he's skinny and frail. Uh -huh. Um, looks over Chi Chi. Uh huh. Um, he is either the one that's helping sustain Chi Chi or was responsible for like reanimating her. I could be wrong on this, but he, I mean, obviously, he and Chi Chi are like in the same pharmacy and he's kind of like mm -hmm. watching over her. Um, so they're, they're connected in a certain way and it has something to do with how Chi Chi is a zombie. Okay. Um, the, Snake, what is the name? Changsheng. Changsheng. Yeah. Changsheng. <laughs> the Sundere snake. Uh huh. I like. I love that little character. He's just adorable. Okay. Um, a little snake with an attitude just wrapped around his neck. I don't know if they explained how she talks or if she's nope. related to Adepti Did in any way. Explain. Nope. Okay. 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 Yeah. Anything else? And um. Okay. He. I mean, he's the doctor. I know he is. He's a doctor, but he's. I don't think he has ties to Sumeru. I'm not I that we know of. I don't think he yeah. does. No, but he also has a very, very similar appearance to Sucrose. Uh, yes. Which is weird. That is uh, an interesting note, but uh, yes. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, so, what have you found out? Okay. So, I I did a little research and went down a little Baiju rabbit hole, and um, <laughs> okay, because this guy has like was in the game at like 1.0 right like he was in liyue already like in the main story you just yeah. meet him and from the beginning from the beginning and i think that by the way like when he becomes playable this will be the longest like character reveal to playable character um gap that we've ever had like since the game was released like two years ago um and, and like we saw his character model in the game and then two years later like he's a now a playable character i think this is the longest gap we've ever had for something like that um like kaskaramush was the, the longest one before that because we saw him 1.1 and then he was just became playable like six months ago so or something like that but anyway um so i, I looked down at the baiju lore stuff and there's not much not much proven lore um one thing is that he is studying I'm pretty sure what I'm about to say, this part is like the confirmed lore, is that he is studying um, everlasting life. He has a really frail body um, that is like, uh, they don't explain like how, but even Chi Chi says that her body is more stable or like, you know, her body is in better condition than his body is. Which is kind of weird to look if you think about it, if you look at them, right? Because it doesn't seem that isn't, way. Isn't that what Albedo's doing? No, no, Albedo is looking for the secret of this world. The um, Ryan daughter 
Albedo's, uh, Albedo's like created uh, alchemist person. Um, basically, the okay. ma mage person, I think, they're tied to Alice. Like, she right. said, Albedo, go out and find the truth of this world, which is probably most likely going to tie into the whole skies of Tevat are fake, etc., mm. like this whole thing. Because um, his stuff, he incorporates life, right? He, like, knows how to extend life or something? Um, he likes or to creation? create things, yeah, but he has a geo vision okay. for that. But, like, but but by, um, Baiju's thing is looking for, like, literally, like, the fountain of youth, basically. Like, he wants to live okay. forever. Um, and there is like so he found chichi i don't think uh, he did any had anything to do with chichi being the way she is but because oh, chichi is like a that. zombie okay. it's very important for him to learn about her status because it ha might have to well, do with why. everlasting okay. life by the way so he's Ch researching chang sheng okay. means everlasting life in chinese like her name just means it like eternal That's life funny. yeah <laughs> so um and we don't know what that what how they met how the snake and him met like oh, what, what actual connection they have to okay. each other because the way the snake is like around him it kind of implies that maybe the snake is um helping his body somehow because if he has a really weak body and frail body why would he be like carrying a giant snake on it well yeah. here's here's the thing you gotta you gotta keep in mind about that little snake okay that little snake looks just like the what is it called the world not the world serpent but like the other serpents that they fought in inazuma the flying serpents white snake or no, no, the white snake with red eyes. That's that's deeply related to like, um, like abyssal creature, abyssal type creatures, or like things that they fought in the war a very, very long time ago. Because that's what the serpents look like, hmm. the huge serpents. So Changsheng might be related to that or them in some way. Because if he's researching eternal life, and Changsheng, this talking snake who has apparently no background but is somehow like hanging out with this guy might have something to do with it so right so there's a, there's, might, there's that a really interesting past too right, so there's that yeah. theory um there is also so now i'm gonna go into theories okay so there's there was a theory that when like when he was super super early that like people were talking about or there was like, a couple of people in particular that were talking about him being the dendro archon the past dendro archon or related to the dendro archon somehow but you know, when we look back at it, we know we now know that that's not true. As far as like, you know, we know who the Dendro Archon is or who has been the Dendro Archon. Um, so it's not that. But future Dendro Archon, we have no idea, but not likely. And I think that it was like kind of, if you look at it now, it's definitely, uh, I don't know, kind of a not that great connection to make because it's like, oh my gosh, the only Dendro character we've ever met in the game for two years he must be the Dendro Archon. <laughs> like, it just sounds like a very far-fetched, like, uh, idea. We're, we're missing a whole continent, yeah. so we're lacking a lot the, of The info. element wasn't even out yet, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so that, that was like a debunked, right, basically. And then there was another uh, rumor that came out that some people said that he looks really similar to Ayato. But if we look at them together, they don't look that similar at all. It was just like a thing that people jumped at when it first came out. It's, the, it's just a hair thing, yeah. right? That's... But it right well speaking of that the next level of that is now people mm -hmm. are thinking that he looks kind of like uh um Ducros? no the guy from the harbingers the smiley guy like pantalone i think his name is Pantal yeah pantalone pantalone like yeah so he the banker yeah the banker so like he pantalone never opens his eyes throughout the whole thing and it looks like it looks like baiju does when he smiles their hair is very similar but totally different color and you know it just seems like uh 
visually, yeah, sure, maybe they're very close, but it may, would make no sense in the way we can understand the story right now for them to actually be connected. But that is a uh, that is a theory that's floating around right now because we don't know anything about Pantalone. And then the most recent one I saw was about Baiju being uh his story was possibly connected to this thing that you can find in the chasm and uh, not the chasm sorry uh oh yeah the chasm but the chasm not the underground part like the above ground part so in the above ground part of the chasm there's like a side quest that like makes you find like six things like as part of a memorial do you remember that did you ever do that quest in the chasm, yeah, in the chasm on top of the chasm there's a little like gravesite memorial thing and it says like to make an offering you need to find like six of these these like broken things and it sounds familiar yeah so maybe you did it maybe you started i started it but i never finished it because you have to like actually find mm. these things like it's not like a like go here randomly. to this thing like it's like a randomly find them thing and okay. uh this tells a story of a millilith member who um was like ah man well i don't remember what it was exactly like he got like trapped there or something or something happened during the war and uh, he basically lost the ability to walk and his body became really frail and he survived but like all of his other people around him like that he tried to save like there are a lot of people died and so he was because like he was feeling so sad about everything and what was happening and that there was no point in living but then like Jong Lee himself stopped him like this guy and um, told and basically told him to live and then there is like this whole thing theory about like how this guy's story may or may not be exactly um baiju because there's even one um there's even one npc that says that this guy that the memorials after like went on to become like a become like a really well-known doctor and baiju is like the most famous doctor in all of leeway it's like one of another npc says it sounds very close yeah. yeah and then so there's one thing that like some people say like could possibly debunk this theory which is like the first time you meet Baiju is like Zhong Li is actually with you and he goes oh who, who who's that oh nice to meet you like he's like oh I don't know who this person is but um it, that could just be Zhong Li like playing it cool again and just pretending um yeah because he's known to do that yeah, he, like, he, exactly and Venti just did that he's, they, <laughs> they do that and then also like the fact that Baiju is a well-known doctor you would think that Zhongli would know him already actually <laughs> like it's kind of weird that Zhongli wouldn't know the most famous doctor in all of Liwei considering all Zhongli does is walk around Liwei so anyway that was like a, a interesting fan thing I saw which like I didn't know anything about Baiju but now I'm like looking out for more things that could tell us more about him obviously we'll know more when, when his story quest comes out but I'm I'm really looking forward to like what ties he has to like what his story is like what his story is what ties he has to leeway maybe if any to the archons um and then chang shang and like what that whole thing is about because i i was also looking at this thing that was like talking about how fischl got her vision and like oz oz came from fischl and like it's possible to have like another consciousness that comes from your ambition when you get a vision so like oz appeared oz can talk and oz is his own person it's not just like a hallucination other people talk to oz too so like Chang Shang is Chang Shang like uh, a manifestation of his ambition, like is Chang Shang his Oz? You know what I mean? That's a good theory actually, because Oz does carry this like dark tone to him. Mm -hmm. 
like you know, this this darkness theme, Changsheng, you know, like what you know, pointing out like you know, serpent red eyes, it looks like the other world serpents that mm-hmm. apparently come from the abyss or just are just general bad creatures. Maybe yeah. That's sure maybe she has a goal, maybe he has a goal and they're interconnected and somehow she's just kinda guiding them along. She's like literally wrapped around his neck. I think it's kind of it's kind of poetic in a way mm-hmm. that she's like wrapped around his neck, mm. and he's just like he's fine with it. That that could also <laughs> be like a den, den, denote something. Right. I maybe I'm probably reading too much into it, but aesthetically, the way that his character is designed and presented, he's like other than like Oz, like we have what, um, Zhang Ling has Guoba. Yeah, but we know Guoba's origin. Fischl has Oz, yes. Yeah. And then, but there's characters that their companion is kind of part of their, you know, their whole kit, part of their whole story, part of like just yeah, what but makes them Yeah, but is there anybody who has anybody else like Fischl who has a companion mm. that can also talk that is like part of their vision? I feel like there isn't. No, Yaimiko has like the fox spirits, but they don't talk. Mm. Also, she's a fox spirit, so that checks out. Oh yeah, she kind of is. So, um, yeah, I so care. I think that's it. I don't think there's like, um, like you know, we have mm. Yao Yao and Yuegi and stuff, but like there was like some kind of story about that already. I think they, mm. they tell you in like her story. Um, Yugui isn't Yugui like a toy? Yeah, it, it, some, something like, something like that. It's not like real. So, um, there's not, there's not no questions there, basically. So, so yeah, we have this like really interesting unique thing that Fischl has that's very possible that Baiju has something similar. Right? So, so yeah, so I read about that and I just wanted to share with you and everybody because Baiju is really mysterious and he's kind of one of those characters that is just coming out despite us knowing almost nothing about them. Like, we, we knew he was going to come out and it's been a while since he was in the game, but, you know, in the story right now, nothing has happened that we know that is, like, tying... Baiju to be coming out soon. It's not like Dea who like went th- we went through the entire story with her or I'll hide them or Sino. You know, it's like just like oh all of a sudden Baiju comes out. Like so interesting. So we'll, well, we'll see. You know, ever since ever since Kuki came out, um we had I think Kuki was the first character that sacrifices health to heal the group. Which for a lot, which is great. Right. So Baiju might be doing the same thing because we have Dea who also does damage mitigation by taking the damage herself. Mm-hmm. So like they're they're on like a steady like you know really slow like release of like different support characters that can heal or do damage mitigation other than just a straight up shield. Mm-hmm. So Baiju is most likely going to be healing people by taking damage or like sacrificing health in order to like either do big damage or heal. I mean, Hu Tao technically doesn't count. She only heals herself. Right. Um, but yeah, as far as like a support healer that hurts themselves, it would match because of what we know now. Yeah. I just hope this. I just hope he uses the snake somehow. Like he like his attacks just like send. Dude, <laughs> Chen dude Chen he, to, like, he has to bite from a distance. Yeah, he has to. Like, That'd be great. I I really I don't want to see. That. I really don't see them not doing that. To be honest. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really planning on pulling for Baiju. I gotta be honest. Nor. Kaveh because I have so many characters and I already have like ten, I have there's 10 team slots all 10 team slots are filled and there's still more teams I want to build I think I'm good I will not I'm just gonna keep saving for that just one really special one I mean I'm rolling because even Farazan <laughs> I just okay yeah just to have them yep but 
I'm, I've been wanting to like level up Farozan, but just not right now because everything else is coming out and I still have other people to, to play around with. And I keep seeing like Farozan buffs animal so well, especially like Zhao, especially. Wait, so you don't have Farozan? No, I do, but like she's like level 40. Ah, I see. I just, because she uses the same uh, materials that Dea is going to be using, so I can't oh. level her at all. Oh, the, the robot, right? Yeah, the robot thing. So I'm like, I'm not gonna level you. Oh right wow. Now. Well, she's. I'm gonna save her for she's later. She's really good, though. I'll tell you. I've... She's on the back burner. Yeah. Yes, she's fun. So, so yeah. So those are the thoughts on the news. Like, you know, it's like a longer segment, but I think like that, that even though we didn't get a lot of news, we got kind of a lot of news in a way. Like, um, Baizu is a really big deal, I think, and we got a little sneak peek of Dia, and a little bit about Kave as well. So. Okay, so let's move on to our next topic, which for today is the just interview thoughts of um, me. Earlier this morning, I interviewed uh, Tevat Historia, a YouTuber who makes uh, lore videos on Genshin, and talked to him a little bit. Uh, it was, he's a really, really cool guy. Um, so you know what's funny, Kahi? He actually started on Genshin, like from the manga. And... I didn't know this, but apparently this is in a developer interview, but the manga was what Genshin started as. And then they made the game, the idea for the game to keep going from the manga. Isn't that? Well, because even yeah. the game came from an idea from one of their really, really earlier games. I think it was with Kiana. Yeah, well, all, all of the Hoyverse games have Kiana. Yeah. So, so all, 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 oh, yeah, because that's the root character. Yeah, but like, I, it sounded like that they, they didn't even plan to make Genshin like the main thing they were gonna make the manga the main thing and then they like really liked the manga and then they just ended up making it a game is what it sounded like so anyway i didn't know that so uh teva historia like he got into the manga started making a youtube channel about it and then he like became uh he actually got invited to do the beta for the game <laughs> for genshin before it came out because he was making youtube videos about the manga so wow that's actually really cool yeah so like i thought it was a super cool journey to getting into genshin um because most people start just from the game and so we we talked about um we talked about lantern right we talked about 3.5 we talked about possibility of things in 3.6 we talked a little bit about what we just talked about about baiju we talked about um different i don't know we just talked about different things we, we talked about uh um let's see oh we talked a lot about dane because tevet historia has a theory about now get ready for this i don't know if you saw his video on this but i should send it to you later um tevet historia has a theory about Irmansul and dane so have you heard any theories about why dane might be called the bo the bow keeper I mean, why he is called the, the Bowkeeper. Bowkeeper. Sounds like something related to, like, gardening. Something related to what? Or, like, plants. It sounds like something related to, like, botany or Yeah, so the, a bow is like a branch. Yeah. Right? So, and uh, an Irminsoul has branches, right? Right. Because they... Wait, the branches signify, like, a... A timeline? No, not a timeline. Um, it, it, so an event, like a big event. So think about this: um, when we erased Ruka Devada from the tree to to heal the tree, we had to yeah, take her branch, branch off of the tree. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. So this is this is Teva Historia's theory: if you can take a branch off of a tree, 
then couldn't you put a branch onto the tree and rewrite and grafting? the world? Yeah, grafting's a thing in plant like or you know gardening because you can actually right stick okay a branch into a broken branch and it will still you know it will grow and graft right. together. So take that idea with, with thing. the thing where I, I mean I know that, but take that idea and think consider it into Genshin, into where the ideas like the branch that you have has memories that you want everyone to think are real and to think happen so you are effectively instead of deleting something from Tevat's history you're you're creating and making up something that didn't actually happen but the world thinks it happened and if Dainslap is the bow keeper mm -hmm. whose bow is he keeping what is he protecting is he protecting the bow that he put on the tree or is he defending a bow from being taken off the tree? And when you consider his words in the story trailer at the beginning where he says, like, fight me and show me that you are more worthy than me to save her. Like, there's this whole thing about, um, like, who is Dainslef really? And what, like, his title that they gave us, what does that really mean? Because we haven't figured that out yet. And now that we know more about Irminsul and we can connect that bow keeper has a meaning with the tree, um, what is he doing? <laughs> and why does our sibling hate okay. him? Right? So here's, here's why I think that that theory holds water. A lot of the marketing, a lot of the pictures we see like of like the twins, right? The, the brother and the sister. Mm -hmm. They're in the same place, just in a different location, maybe slightly different time. So the branch we exist on is on the same tree and the same. She's on a different branch and he's helped keeping and maintaining that branch. So there is a there. It's possible for the two to exist in the same space because we met our sibling once already with Dane's Leaf in that one underground area with the upside down, you know, statue uh -huh. of the seven. So it's possible. So for that to be possible, they have to exist within somehow the same reality or same universe, but just in a different phase or a different, you know, uh, what do they call it? A different instance. So branches of the same tree. We'll kind of like we'll kind of allude to that like we can we, she's in a different branch we're in a different branch like that you know universe one we're in universe two but they're this they're they come from the same root which is funny because like there's in um programming language there's like a phrase called the root you know that that's that there's programming language kind of like subtly like mixed into all of this kind of stuff especially now that we know when we saw nahida a lot of her abilities look like computer style like you mm -hmm. know selections and like very geometrical and there's literally a mouse cursor on a, tra I mean, a charge attack her, her auto attack is literally her stepping on a mouse on a keyboard key mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like this whole thing <laughs> this whole thing could be a simulation but like i'm just saying it's very it's very very plausible yeah that that's that that's what it is um so we're it's it's kind of it's similar to the theory i had like or I think a lot of people are coming coming up with a very similar theory that she's playing the game like 500 years in the past, and that's a branch of this world, <laughs> and we're in the branch that's on this side, it, on this end of honestly, it. Honestly, it, it could be the the thing. Like, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. These guys really know how to make a, like a really good like intersecting story or multiple story lines. They do like branches of stories really, really well. You know what? You know the last thing i'm going to bring up is because it's very very funny how like it's very similar to 
I'm gonna bring it up again. Um, so in Destiny Two, All right. there's a thing right, moving called on. Like, the Gardener. Just kidding. No, no, no. Really, really quick. There's a thing called the Gardener and the Winnower. That's like how our universe began as like a game of light and dark, life and death. So, but one of them decided to like change up a rule in the game and started to like send it off into like a really like weird branch of like time and reality mm -hmm. that ended up giving the same kind of powers they had to the humans which is us and then there's this guy that just came up with the new the new villain is called the witness because he well, this witness actually saw them the two like creators of like everything and he's like just able to like exist everywhere that could kind of be like Dane's leaf because he if he can cross branches He's, it's very it's very similar and so it's familiar to me because i know the lore of my game and this game and i can see like oh yeah that the path that they're going down this way is very similar to how they're going in this way so i like these guys who know other stories too because every story has like inspiration and we kind of found some some of the root inspirations earlier like with uh, the gnosticism thing mm -hmm. and you know Mirman's soul being like a tree of creation which is like yggdrasil and a lot of other lore from all kinds of other cultures but it's it's fun to speculate because it's everything that we find just adds to the plausibility of everything we're thinking of yeah so it's it's just fun thought experiments yeah i mean we never know what they're actually doing right so um yeah it'll be i will be really interesting to see how this story resolves but um you know speaking of dane's left like the next patch we're gonna have our next dane's left quest and last time we saw him was when um that that old knight of Conria sacrificed himself to shut down the machine that was causing the corruption and um dane's left just wanted to rest a little bit and he said I'll, I'll come back later and we'll fight the abyss order together and so now we're continuing and we see kaya and kaya there's so much stuff about kaya so i'm going to do my best this this next couple days to learn all of the lore i can about kaya because there is there is a there's not a lot but there is really significant stuff to, that maybe we should know before this quest because I think that a lot of this stuff is going to be revealed so it'll be really interesting to know what the theories are before going into this this next story quest because it's really exciting I'm gonna like start using Kaya <laughs> like a lot and stuff now but um he's kind of tricky though because he's like he's a joker he's like he can sometimes play things off as like he brings up something it could be true could not be true so he's gonna he's kind of misleading in a certain way yeah so, but but he has like a character like, story he has like how mm -hmm. he got his vision like all this stuff like all that information that is out there like also even in the manga there's there's stuff to his backstory um like i i touched a little bit on it in the podcast with Teva Astoria because he knows that lore really well and because it was in the manga too and so knowing that makes kaya like seem really suspicious oh there's another one i want to share with you ready um I really like one of my favorite parts about talking with uh, Teva Historia today was that he, um, his favorite character is Mona because Mona can see through like people's intent, right? Like ever since like she saw that Scaramouche mm -hmm. was like, you know, the bad guy, basically, even though he was pretending he wasn't, uh, she was able to sense that and she can see, you know, she can divinate like uh, people's um, kind of fate. And like, I guess she can read a little bit of the whatever makes the world, right? And um, she has her about Kaya um, little voice line that you can go look at. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. It says, Kaya Alberic, 
uh, he's destined for greatness and grandeur, and to hide ugly realities behind a layer of charm and elegance. He believes that he has made a clean break with his past, but one day fate will catch up with him. When it does, he will have a major decision to make. So there is there is theory <clears throat> that um sorry, so there is theory that Kaya is sort of supposed to be like an like a double agent for Kai and Ria living in Mondstadt, but Kaya has also shown his allegiance to Mondstadt. So one of the theories that like Teva Historia was talking about was that that this big decision that he has to make once his past catches up to him. What if this decision is whether he stands with Mondstadt or whether he stands with Kainria? And so this conversation might become more apparent, or we might even see the answer to this during this next quest, because Dainslap and Kainria are connected. And if Kaya is actually connected to Kainria, then we will see something there. Super interesting. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, because they're bringing Mondstadt into the in the forefront too with this next patch. I mean, if Mondstadt is more than just a place that this next patch takes place in, mm-hmm. and Kaya is going to be brought into the same kind of story as Kaya and Rhea is, I mean, the last time we went to, um, what's that place? Uh, in in Kanomiya. Yeah. Yeah. Last time we went there, I don't think Kaya showed up, right? No, no, he didn't. Okay, so he. That either that place wasn't significant enough to warrant his attention, mm. or like he didn't sneak into it. But if Dainsleaf is back again now, and he's like in our world, around here, getting close to that decision making, then yeah, hold on. If he's gonna be in the Mondstadt story and a and a Kyenria story, it makes sense that there is gonna be like a split loyalty. Or like a decision to make whether like it's our side or their side mm-hmm. so yeah it makes sense i totally believe that yeah so i'm i'm really hoping that we find out something about kaya during this next thing because we know so little about him actually um so yeah so like we talked about that during the podcast if you want to hear it um for those of you that weren't there and that weren't able to hear it i believe it'll be put up on youtube soon but the vod is also on twitch the video um so i will post a link in the description just in case um but uh, you can also check it on the Discord. I believe it's posted there as well. But anyway, so that is what I talked about this morning with Teva Historia. Very, very fun interview. And, you know, I've definitely enjoyed my time there. So that's the end of that segment. Now I would like to move on to the Whose Voice Line segment. Welcome to Whose Voice Line, the segment where I'll be sharing some voice lines from the different official voiceover dubs found in the game. I want to do this segment because I love voice acting, the voice artists. I feel like this is a great chance to give some recognition for all the work that they do. And this is the format. So I will share three voice lines from one character in each of the four languages, English, Japanese, Korean, and Chinese in that order. Then I'll give you some time to think. Feel free to pause the podcast if you want some time. And then I'll have Kahi guess. After that, I'll reveal the answer. Okay. So you ready to guess Kahi? Ready when you are. Okay, here we go. This weather is perfect for doing nothing at all. I'll be taking some time for myself now. Goodbye. 
There are many things in this world that may catch our eye, but don't always believe what you see. If what we see in the world were all there was to it, then there'd be no need to think, would there? Okay, I'll give you some time to think about it. Alright, who do you think it is? Kaya? Good guess. Is that your final answer? He's very, he's speaking very quick, terse, and like to the point. Doesn't really like, it doesn't have like heavy breath at the end of it. He's not like exuding any more effort than needed to be. He's just speaking very plainly and straightforward, but has like intent behind it. Um, can you play the last one one more time? Sure. There are many things in this world that may catch our eye, but don't always believe what you see. If what we see in the world were all there was to it, then there'd be no need to think, would there? I gotta say Kaya. Okay. Because I know like he's, if it's this kind of line, it would make sense why he would kind of break his usual character mm -hmm. or his usual mood. And that kind of like alludes like his whole like backgrounds history as well. I'm gonna say Kaya just because he's still fresh in my mind from the discussion. <laughs> Final answer? Yeah. Okay, the answer is I'll hide them. <laughs> oh wait, that's his English voice. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense because he doesn't really like to show like emotional variation when he talks. Uh -huh. Okay. It yeah, was a good guess. I think it was a good guess though. He's a scholar. Yeah, they kind of have a similar similar demeanor. Scholarly voice. But yeah, it's it's very it's very rare that they break character when they're just having regular voice lines. Right. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yep. Okay, the next one's gonna be Japanese, okay? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. I'll give you a second to think about it. And who is it? Sounds like Zhongli, but he's speaking a little bit too fast for Zhongli. Zhongli normally takes his time because he's like a patient guy. He lives, lives for thousands of years. It could also be Diluc because he's like trying to get to the point really quick. Because he has to get to another mission or something. Because he's Batman. Mm. Um, <laughs> Batman. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Delik. Okay. Sounds deeper voice, serious. Yeah, Delik. All right, final answer, Delik. Yep. Okay. The answer is Al Haytham. <laughs> what? Wait, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, there's no rules about this. Okay. What, what What I wanted to specifically so... highlight here is that is that. They're very, he sounds very different in English and Japanese. And I think part of the reason for that is that I don't know if you know this, but like his voice actor, his original voice actor, who's Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy um, in Japanese, um, had like a, like a thing happen, like a, like a, like a celebrity scandal-esque thing. And so it seems like they switched his voice oh, actor. I think last I remember minute. hearing that. Yeah. yeah. So, so his English Shucks. voice is closer to probably what they wanted the Japanese voice to sound like, but because because they Younger. had to change it 
it's like totally like a totally different voice actor so they, so they just like so he has like a way deeper voice in japanese than in his other dubs so that that's i wanted to specifically okay. throw you off with that because like mm. you know it is it is interesting to hear them side by side because they sound like different people but well, it sounds better with a deeper voice because I, so i like think he sounds gentleman. i think he, he's not a teen he sounds good with it with a deep voice but i really wanted to hear the voice that they had in mind for him because i kind of think they made this character around that i think i think he is a little similar mm-hmm. to, to, to jongli like his deepness like um yeah yeah but it, you know they make it work i think i don't know they might have even changed his character slightly to make it more to like the way he delivers his lines to make him feel more like with the deeper voice in japanese but i don't know but well it would it makes sense i mean because to me i didn't really notice like i wouldn't I probably wouldn't have felt more of an impact from a like a higher pitch voice because when you look at Al Haitham, he's like very stoic, he's very like straight face, he's very like methodical, he's smart, mm-hmm. but also he has a tone of laziness to him. So it wouldn't make sense for him to sound like bright and peppy and youthful and like energetic. Right. It's, it doesn't it doesn't match him, but like I think I like this deeper voice more than the other one. I see. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so the next one is going to be Korean. Are you ready? Yep. 유통을 위해 지은 배는 항구에 정박하지. 그러니 리월은 모든 재물이 모이는 곳이야. 너와 나와 계약으로 맺어진 법. 그럼 계약 범위 안에 일이라면 나와 상의할 수 있어. 거래 규칙은 계약이고. 준칙은 공평이지. 계약을 맺고 준수하는 자는 절대 잊어서는 안 돼. 공평함을 잃게 되면 계약은 기만의 근거가 되지. Alright, give me a second to think about it. They all sound so similar. I feel like I said one already. I keep landing on the same thing. I mean, that's this... I I did a little bit on purpose, but okay. But it is it is discernible, I believe. So. Do your best. I'm gonna stick with Zhongli because my my previous reasonings it holds true more to this one. So I'm gonna say Zhongli. Mm. Zhongli, final answer. Yeah. And the answer is Zhongli. You're right. Hey, there yeah, we go. Yeah, no, see? your reasoning with so the, I just copy paste answers. Right. Yes. Yeah. So like the ri- the rhythm is slower, like more deliberate with his words, deep voice. Uh, Zhongli, I think if I didn't confuse you with that other thing, you would have you would have been like Zhongli, period, because Zhongli's voice is so distinct. But yeah, the Al Haitham thing, yeah, it's, it's it's there, it exists. So, all right, good one. So that's one that's one for three right now, and then let's see if you can uh, get two for two with this last one. It's gonna be Chinese, okay? Alrighty. 不然藏书会生霉的。你算是我的书友吧？什么？打架？古华派？战友？你都在说些什么呢？不是说好这是我们两人间的秘密吗？以前是兔子，后来是鹿。对我来说，请从绝处读我侠义，是舍弃一切的
I wanted to say Yalan, but Yalan is more like cunning and conniving. This one sounded like she was the other the first voice line sounded like she was like discovering something and I was kind of like getting excited about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Yalan would mm. sound like that. Nice, nice deduction. But this is but this is definitely an older character. Because there's like you know a little bit of a a deeper tone to it, not just you know sharp and like peppy and perky or whatever. Your thinking is interesting. Um, okay, I want to say this might be who talks faster because the other characters I'm thinking. Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. Slower. One. Okay, yeah, one more. Ah,重云这家伙，虽然也知道我的底细，但真要和他搭档去完成任务，还得审慎。他现在还是执着武技，却不理解侠心的境界，需要多练练。尤其是吃辣的方面。Did <laughs> that help? What in the world? Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is tricky. Mm-hmm. Because that I see that the wheels turning. That's that very short that very short laugh. Yep, yeah, I've yep. The giggle. The wheels turning. Ah, dang it, this might actually be Yolan. Cause she does laugh a little bit, but not like a ha 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 laugh. Not like a bellowing laugh like Beto. Not like a I, I, I'm gonna give you a hint, Kahi. One of the things that okay. you've told me so far is completely mm -hmm. wrong. It's the opposite. Well, Yelan, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going with. Final answer? Yep. Okay, so let me, uh, so let me uh, just mention what I was talking about, which is um, it is not an older character. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so who do you think with that knowledge in mind? Faruza? Nope. Hmm. Okay, I give you another. I'll just keep giving you hints till you get it. Okay. Um, okay. It is. Uh, it is. It, it is the medium like size like um, model, I guess. Um, <laughs> it is it is someone that was in the uh, the Leo event in the Lantern Right. Yunji. Nope. It's not Ginger. What? What the heck is this? It's someone with the hydro vision. Oh, is this Shing Chong? Yes. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, it's it's, it's a girl. It's a girl's okay. voice, like in Chinese. Like, I mean, you can't really. Yeah, that's why I can yeah, hear it. That, yes. But that you gotta. So I'm not wrong. Yeah, you gotta remember. <laughs> it's just you know they're used differently. Yeah. Oh, man. That was good. That's okay. that's hard. Like that is like I didn't even mean to trick you. Like that was just that was just hard. Like a Chinese girl yeah. voice is you just kind of. There's so many characters like it could be like, but I mean it's Xing Chou. Like I actually that vo last voice line said Chong Yun in like the first line, but it was kind of hard to hear it. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, the little laugh actually to me sounded like it could be uh more of a hint toward like being a not so feminine character, like. It wasn't like a like a hehe <laughs> like upwards. It was kind of like a like a haha like <laughs> like a like similar to Venti, <laughs> who's also a female voice in Chinese. But um, 
you know, like, I don't know. It, it, it just like, maybe you could get it, but it, I knew it was hard. Like it's the Chinese one's always going to be the hardest um, when it's like a girl, I think. So, but you've gotten them in the past. So I was like, I was wondering if you were going to like pull through with some logic, but, but the logic you get, gave was like the one character who is younger, who like talks really mature. It's like, it's like, it's like not an older character. Like, you know what I just realized? What's that? The why they do this across like different cultures and different languages too is because a younger male voice if you use a younger male their voice when they go through puberty does change much more dramatically right. than the female voice yeah exactly i just realized that yeah dude that's that's why that or that's why so it makes sense so many even in japan right like you know ash's voice is played by a girl like from pokemon uh, even in english too actually just straight up played by a girl you know that, that yeah, kind of thing and like it it now clicks like wait why would every language do the same thing wait a second that's <laughs> right what happens that's to the right i used to sound voice? like a little girl i used to sound <laughs> like that yeah i mean basically <laughs> like you know um but yeah anyway wow that's actually really cool yeah so yeah. that was that was a tough one that was one out of one out of four but a some really good logic in there and some really good guesses very close um so I'm identifying the voice, but not the character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta remember this is the game about the, which character. Like I'm, you know, characters. Okay, so Kahi, thanks for playing uh, Kahi, and thanks for listening, listeners. Uh, let us know how many you got right in the Discord, or comment, or tweet at us. But uh, don't stop there because from now Kahi is going to give us some riddles. So Kahi. All right. I hope these aren't going to be too hard, and I hope they're not going to be too easy either. They're going to be hard. Gonna I'm not right away. Nah, I'm sure you'll get some. I'm trying not to use any kind of word that has a direct correlation to them, their personality, or what they do. I'm just trying to suggest of like very, very like broad descriptions, but things that they, only they would actually have, or or what they would actually do with themselves. Sounds hard. So, in no particular order, uh, there actually is an order, but uh, let's see if you can find why <laughs> I brought it up like this. Okay. So, let's start. Oh, no, that's from, a hint. There's four riddles. Uh-huh. No, there is a certain kind of order, but okay. like not one that you... It's easy, but I'll talk about it later. Okay. The first of four riddles. Riddle number one. <clears throat> I'm older than I appear to be, whose past is shrouded in mystery. My miracles are science-based. My work should dare not be erased. Who am I? These are playable characters, right? Yes. Uh, wait. What's the line about science-based? So, I'm older than I appear to be, whose past is shrouded in mystery. My miracles are science-based. My works should dare not be erased. Who am I? My work dare not be erased. Oh, wait. Is it Farzan? Final answer? Uh, yeah. It is Albedo. Ah, Albedo. I don't know why, like, my mind went to, like, Sucrose and Farzan only no you're right because older than i appeared to be a lot of characters have that 
creature um, whose past is shrouded in mystery. Um, a lot of the characters we've known so far, they, they kind of have a pretty clear past, but not like shrouded in mystery. They have like some that we don't know. Mm -hmm. Miracles are science-based, like, you know, like the creation, the alchemy thing. No, that's good. That's and good. Works, yeah. The work should dare not be erased is his art. Dang it. Because he draws. Dang it. Should not be no, erased. No, I like Albedo no. too. I can't believe I didn't get that one. Yeah, so not bad. You got like the first part right, and then it kind of got murky throughout the whole <laughs> thing. Okay. Now this next one might be easier. My best friend is a god. My work doesn't really need my rod. My patrons always come back for more, even if their bellies are sore. Who am I? Your rod? Shangling. Yep. <laughs> what was the first indication? Um, my best friend's a god. Really? That was the one. Okay. Yeah, because I, there was like I was like, mm. and then you said the cooking thing, and I was like, oh, and then like I mean the the food thing, and then the rod mm -hmm. the rod thing. I was like, wait, what? And then and it clicked like at once. I was like, oh, rod, food, best friend is god equals Shangling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so that one's a lot easier. But what about this third one? You got one so far. Yeah. Let's see. All right, are you ready for the third riddle? Yes. All right. So, my books are not just records of war. They're fairy tales and so much more. They comfort me atop this royal abode and my secret cave where I rest alone. Who am I? Secret cave. This one requires a little bit of knowledge of the story that we experienced. Secret cave where I rest alone on top of a royal abode. <clears throat> uh. Uh. One more time, because I feel like there's some words in here that once they click and connect together, they have a connection. So, my books are not just records of war. They're fairy tales and so much more. They comfort me atop this royal abode and my secret cave where I rest alone. Mm, it's not Yaimiko, right? Well, what do you think? <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Um, dang, I'm like torn between like saying Yaimiko. Uh, Xing Cho. I don't know. Books is like, I'm like hung up on this like fairy tales thing. A rest alone cave cave where you rest alone like Nahida I don't know think of think of all the characters that have or mention books that have or mention every single one of them and then you can narrow it down with a few of the other words and it points directly at them hmm uh official is that your final answer? Yes. Nope. Damn it. It is actually Kokomi. No. <laughs> That's so okay. Kokomi. The books of war thing. I was like, yeah, I was like, what is yeah. that? What is she studies war? warfare? She studies like all kinds of things because of her royal abode. She is the princess of Watatsumi Island and she has like her own little palace in that big seashell. And she does have her own little secret cave. 
That's why I said Royal Abode and oh, my secret that's, cave. So she has two things. She things. has okay. See the secret cave thing. I like just mm -hmm. vaguely remember like someone having a cave, but I'm like, who is it? Like, ah, okay. All right, cool. All right, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. That was a really good one. Yeah. Okay. Now for the final one. I've traveled far, but never left home. My heroic deeds would fill a tome. Women and children would sing my praise. My heart, like the sun, would set ablaze. Who am I? Dia. Ah, uh, you got okay. I thought this was gonna be a twist or like a little, little bit of a curveball, but yeah, what gave it away? You gave it away earlier in the podcast when you said that Dia mm -hmm. is like a heart of sun or gold, like she shines like gold. the sun. <laughs> no, you said she shines like the sun or something. Like yeah. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't think about Dia like that until you literally said that, like this podcast. So like, thank you <laughs> foreshadowing your, uh, own, sorry. your own riddle. Foreshadowing my own riddle. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I would have All been right. stumped if you didn't say that mm -hmm. line. Like, I would have been like... Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, so you're welcome. Thank you. Now we're at um, two, so... Yay. Two out of four? Yeah, 50-50. Yay. So, thanks, right. thanks Kahi. Um, but Kahi... Mm-hmm. So I mentioned to you earlier that I do not have any riddles for you today. But mm -hmm. I have a sort of surprise... Um, classic misdirection. Yes, the classic misdirection indeed. Um, so I actually have received a um, a fan riddle. Uh, someone from the community that has a riddle for me to give to you. Ooh, all right. So it's a community riddle. This is a wonderful surprise. Yes. I love this. So from, from Peachy Oranges. Okay, from Peachy on Genshi. Um... I gave Paimon food to fill your hunger. When you hear my bells chime, you know that things will be better. I dislike vegetables, but not seafood. So that is why I always sneak onto the Alcor. Who sneaks onto the Alcor? Okay, so whoever... Okay, there's only been a few people that have been onto the Alcor. It's may, it may have been Toma, it may have been Jinyan. I think Zhang Ling was invited aboard. Kazuha was a part of the crew. I'm inclined. Wait, Bell. Bell. Who is a Bell? Hmm. Read it one more time. Okay. I give Paimon food to fulfill your hunger. When you hear the bells, when you hear my bells chime, you know that things will be better. I dislike vegetables, but not seafood, so that is why I always sneak onto the Alcor. Okay, so Bell has got to be like a really vivid, remarkable thing about this character because mm -hmm. it's a bell. When you hear my bell, you know things will be better. Mm -hmm. So it's either healer class, support class. I know someone has a bell. Um, there's a, quite a few characters that have bells. Oh, man. Give Paimon food. So I sneak aboard the Alcor. Wait, no, this can't be Yao Yao. Yao Yao never snuck aboard the Alcor. Oh, 
oh, this is tricky because I'm like, I should know everyone who's been on that ship. <laughs> yeah, you, you really should. What in the world? And there is okay. someone who, 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 causes, who causes other characters, um, like, I, I guess I would just say a headache because this character sneaks onto the Alcor, like, pretty regularly. Oh, I'm getting caught up on the bell. I'm trying to find out who has a bell and also was on the Alcor. The heck? I have to look through the whole character archive for this. No, I'm not going to let this go because I should know this. You should know this. Character archive. Who are your potentials? Oh my god, okay. I want to say Yao Yao because everything points to Yao Yao. But I don't remember her being about the Alcor, but I'm just going to say Yao Yao. Final answer? Yeah. You're correct. It's Yao Yao. Okay, see, that's the thing. I just didn't remember when she yeah. snuck aboard the so ship. So Yao Yao also likes to sneak on board the Alcor when it docks, which causes both Ganyu and Beidou a little headache in trying to handle her. She even knows how to use the puppy eyes technique to appeal to Beidou so that she can stay <laughs> aboard longer. So, Yao Yao. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was overthinking it, but I'm like... Bells, okay, yow, yow, she has okay, giant bells food. on her head. I'm like, yeah, but like, when was she aboard the Alcor? I didn't read that part of her. Is that in her character story? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay, that's gotta be because I didn't read all of it yet. Mm -hmm. I think she's not even leveled up. She's like level sixty. Right oh now. man, she's like my main emergency no, account. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Great, right? That's great to know. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you, Peachy Oranges. You, yeah, thank you, Peachy, for submitting your question i mean your riddle uh it was really fun so maybe next time if you guys have a riddle that you want me to give to kahi um we'll look it over and just uh, send it to me because i will be giving it to kahi so um dm me or message me on discord and i'll i'll look over it and then i'll we'll let you know if it makes it into the next episode or not but anyway so that is our riddle section thank you for playing you know if you got listeners if you got it right let us know in the discord in the comments or twitter and hope you enjoyed. So let's head to the last section, the last two sections, our last new quick section, and then our last section we always have, which is the community discussion question. And uh, our question last week, Kahi, would you be able to share that for us? So the question last week was, what is your favorite open world puzzle? Uh, there's a lot there's some that are kind of repeats or copy paste but there are some that are really big and very unique that span across an entire zone and then of course there's one that just takes place in one little room so yeah what is your favorite open world puzzle um i think i'll read the ones from our spotify oh comments, what's yours and then oh my oh yeah just so i'll, you can, I'll read the spotify you can read the discord no what, we'll what, what, is, what is what is yeah, yeah okay <laughs> yeah right. i just like outlining so my favorite open world puzzle was the one in Liyue where we had to go to, um, I forgot what the forest name was, but there's like three mountains you had to go to like aim a little, a light at one major mountain to have like a teleporter spawn to go up and go all the way up to the peak. And then you had like one really big chest, at the, I think three chests up there. because. Mm -hmm that one is like just the grandeur of it of like you're you're going across all these like places in like this lofty area where god's realm and then you end at the literal highest point in the game at least as of that point in time mm -hmm. 
Um, and yeah, that just was a really great sense of accomplishment with actual great rewards because it's viable. Like you can, if you're, especially early on, this was like in a 1.0. If you were there and you needed materials, those three chests got you a lot. It, they mean a lot more now, but like, or a lot more back then. But now it's just like, okay, I have a couple more books, but I have like five characters to level up. Back then, it, the concentration of rewards in that one spot was great. And just the presentation of it and like the reward was not just like the physical rewards but just like hey you ended up here and you had a little bit of, little bit of lore i think that was where the book zhangli was writing about uh guizhong mm -hmm. um and i think that was yeah i took him i took some early screenshots over there because that was around the time where i got mona for the first time so like i just planted it right over there and just took some pictures yep i remember that very very specifically i just can't remember what the name of that mountain was nice uh oh i see it right here it was okay oh karst like it was around there oh uh, yeah the yep ching ching yun peak mount, oh, mount hulao that's what it was yeah those three mountains in that area mm -hmm. mount alkan ching yun hulao they all aimed at this one particular point and then just rode all the way up yeah it's so cool that is a great one that's mine um, so yeah, I guess I'll go into the Spotify comments. So from, you're not gonna ask what mine is. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What's your favorite open world puzzle? Uh, so my favorite open world puzzle puzzles, like puzzle type, I guess, is like the um, it's I always love these kind of games. It's like the ones in Sumeru that are like uh flower squares and you have to make sure you go through all of the areas without going over oh, the, the same. path yeah yeah, yeah. so That's i always love that like they had that in like i remember they had them in like shinyan's domain for that like that um the summer event in the golden yeah, apple the panels, yeah the light panels yeah. like in the sky but they had like music and um there's a couple of times where they used that puzzle but i mean they just had it in sumeru in like glowing glowing flower grass patches so i really really liked that and the aesthetic of it was really nice like, I would love to do, like, a giant puzzle of just that. You know, it'd be kind of cool. I don't think you can do this, right? Like, I wish you could make that in your teapot. Like, make a challenge puzzle like that. Yeah, you can. Can you do that one? The light puzzle one? Yeah, because... Well, not specifically this one, but they have yeah. objects you can buy that trigger yeah, that, when that you do reach like, that point. Yeah, you can do, like, those kind of things. Yeah. But I might specifically, mm -hmm. like, the Sumeru light puzzle with the grass. Oh, no, not It'd this be one. really cool not to yet. make that one. Yeah. yeah, there's musical instruments that you can play but nothing that like triggers like a, a puzzle event. I can almost right. guarantee you they're going to do that. I would love that. Because they, if they can make that kind of reactive objects in your teapot, yeah. you could easily make a puzzle out of that, reveal something or open a door. That'd be, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh man, imagine if we could like make our own custom domains in our teapot so that we can like do like challenge. Well, they did, they did make you, they let you make custom domains whenever they had those, you know, limited events going right, on. Right, yeah. Um, some people did it, some people did not, but it was, I think one of the reasons, not the biggest reason, but one of the reasons why they, not too many people did it or spent time in it is because it was just too bland and straightforward. It's just, have a block here, have a coin over here. Yeah. No, I, I, well, that's, well, that's for domain, I mean, like, literally, like, Spiral Abyss, like, make my own Spiral Abyss, like, challenge myself mm. with my own enemies, you know. Gotcha. Anyway. Right in Shogun everywhere. <laughs> all right so from spotify we have a pimsel balto the rune ones in the new desert they're just super easy okay there's a couple of rune ones because it's a desert and it's you know 
King Deshret's tomb and everything. Um, there's a lot of runes, but the new desert, I'm assuming you're talking about the runes and those little blocks, those little stones with like little blue runes on it, and you have to like find another set of mm-hmm. rocks and change theirs to match it. I believe that's what he's talking about. Um, because I don't think there's any other rune puzzles other than you have to find stone tablets with runes on them and then bring them back to that one big well not big but like a little spire at the entrance of a of another tomb i mean when you say runes in the desert it's a lot there's like a lot of things that use it but I, i'm pretty sure he's talking about the the new ones where like little stones blue runes which you can well some of them don't move or change when you hit them but some of them do you basically have to find the ones that don't change and find ones nearby that can change and match them to the ones that don't change. So like you're, you're pairing them. Mm. It's actually pretty cool. It, it is super easy. So I'm pretty sure he's talking about that one. Okay. Uh, we have Sam. Uh, hold on. Yeah, we have Sam. The, the time trials with the enemies since Ayaka is the best character ever at time hmm totally not biased so the time trials with the enemies since Ayaka is the best character ever totally not biased I think it's just you know time trials with enemy spawns and Ayaka does make quick work of them especially when you have like a good buff on her she attacks really fast like electro like I'm not electro but like elemental attacks that do like really really fast instances of, of damage yeah very strong uh, next up we have <laughs> Toga Simp and of course the profile picture. Um, the Electro Current ones. Now the Electro Current ones. I, I think, do you know which one they're talking about? Um, I, I think I know. Yeah, the ones, I, I think it's the ones where you have to connect the, um, like. Oh, the circuit. Yeah. The circuit and you got to use yeah, like the floating purple things. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I like those. Yeah, those are pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, they do. Those are fun because you can actually decide like what the actual solution is. You can kind of stretch one line out. It's not like so cookie cutter where like it has to be exactly at this point. You can kind of stretch it around. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you could also like connect it too. You could like if you're affected by Electro, the line goes through you too. I like that. Mm, next up, we have Wanling Yi, the flower puzzle in Sumeru. Hey, Josh, your favorite. Yeah. That's what it's called. It's nice to be able to solve everything without referring to any guides, which I had to for others. Maybe my IQ is just low. Haha. You know, yeah, that the flower path does not require a very like high IQ and also is not <laughs> taking too long. What? What? IQ has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Well, no, but it's, they're just making the comment about the yeah. IQ. But yeah, I don't think I think your IQ is fine. Mm. Okay, it's like fine, your IQ yeah. is fine. It's a fun puzzle. You know, you can kind of just figure it out even just by running around on accident. Like it's you know yeah. any any but, a lot of the puzzles you can solve on accident. Like some of them are hard. Some of them like you know you got to do a lot of digging into. You got to do some calculating in some cases, but you can solve a lot of them by accident. And by that case, you can almost solve it by accident and then figure it out that way. You don't necessarily need to like know how to do it before you mm-hmm. start it, right? Yeah. Like the ones that I definitely like found out or solved by accident were definitely in Inazuma when you have to like make all of those electro blocks face one way, one direction. I've definitely done my fair share of just spamming attacking because I was just so frustrated with it. And it worked. Mm. Uh, 
Next up, we have Amal Strange. Popping floaty bubbles in Liyue. So satisfying. You know, anytime you have to pop a bubble, it's always fun. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just satisfying to see, like, things just pop out of existence. It's just, it's just silly. Uh, you know what? I just have, I have a question. Josh, when was the last time you blew bubbles? Just randomly. Wait, like, like actual, like, take a bubble dip thing and then blow bubbles? Yeah. Like, two weeks ago? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> no, because, like... It just it just happened okay <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's really funny that you said that because like before <laughs> that years i have no idea but like actually two weeks ago like was the last time i did it i'm always blowing bubbles with the soap in the shower it's it's every now and then oh i, I, oh, I guess lot, that that's just, the way i meant literally like funny. like a dip with a bubble stick mm-hmm. and you blow it like no, that that just, is just i did two two weeks just ago i did that bubbles. yeah <laughs> Okay, and lastly from Lex Luto, Saltere. Saltere, unlocking the dungeon. Breaking seals, hunting for special rock, lowering water levels. That was some Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones level stuff. Okay. Saltere, I, it sounds so familiar. I just didn't know what the name of it was, but I know what you're talking about. Like lowering the water level so you can go through and unlock that. I think it's by the Apon Woods. Or Saltere, Saltere. It's in leeway, right? Saltery. Um, wait. Leeway. Were you able to lower the water levels? In- uh, yeah, leeway. yeah. There was a place where you did that. Ooh. Ooh, it, that that was a while ago. I don't know if I remember that one specifically. Yeah, it's in leeway. Saltery is in. It's leeway. it's the oh it's the place Saltery. It's the place with the salt god. Remember like. The, the salt, the, it's like where Zhongli mm-hmm. like destroyed that place and it's like a bunch of like little islands to the right of the Wangshu Inn. Oh, wait. Guiyun Stone Forest? No, no, no. Oh, no. Like Wangshu Inn and then to the yeah. to the right of it. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. There's, oh, wow, there's, that there's, you have to drain that water to yeah. get to the domain at the bottom. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, and then there's the yeah, story there's like a really, like... about <laughs> the, the, the salt god and the people who worshipped her and like yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. Wait, wasn't? No, it wasn't Guizhong. Guizhong turned to salt. Guizhong, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> wait, what? Like they found her. No, like when they found Guizhong during the Archon War, she was like a statue, or like she was broken. Um, something, something. Was she a pillar of salt? No, she was in the pillar of salt. Maybe I'm, I probably, I probably was crossing yeah. over some stories, but yeah, salt array. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yes, I remember that. Just dropping all the way down into that really deep cave had a lot of special rocks in there yes now i remember oh that's cool <laughs> yeah all right um and f- that'll be all from spotify josh what about from the community discord okay so from the community discord uh we have sarah the infamous three times three rotating puzzle cube wait from sarah the infamous three by three rotating cube puzzle in watatsumi island the reason this one was fun in particular was because of the outcry it caused in the community because of the difficulty. Most people turn to YouTube for a guide on how to solve it, but I was stubborn and spent almost one hour with a pen and paper to figure out the logic. But you need to be attentive enough to read the hints that are given in one of the notes nearby, otherwise you have no chance. Each cube is assigned a value depending on the way it's facing, north is 1, east is 2, south is 3, and west is 4. The cube with the extra rock on top gets plus 4 value to this number. The space without a cube is 9. The secret of the puzzle is that the sum always becomes 15 if you add the stones along any row, column, or even diagonal. 
if you just go full ape mode and randomly turn the cubes until it works, you could also do that. Yeah. I it's Sudoku. When I was <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I I just solved this puzzle while I was trying to get those electro sigils to unlock oh. <laughs> the um, level 40 because I knew there were chests there. But here's the thing. I don't think people would have known that you can solve it three times and get three chests. Because once a chest pops out, there are two more, but it does not immediately tell you that you can do it again. You have to log out and log back into the game. What the heck? And then... There's, no, there's two others there's two other solutions i don't think people would have ever discovered that because typically when you have a puzzle the moment the reward shows up you think it's done i would i would have thought it was done if no one looked it up they would have missed out on like two luxurious chests mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i know this puzzle very well i do like this puzzle i just think that it could have been presented a little bit differently because I don't think the I've done this. That they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's an. It's on Matatsumi Island. Yeah, it's um, it's right next to the teleporter. Mm. It's very very close. Um, there's like nine blocks. Some of them don't move, but some of them rotate and they light up when they are facing a direction that it, where it is part of a sequence. Right. Because you can turn them and they don't light up. That means they're not supposed to face that way and they're not connected, in any way to any of the solutions. But I, the reason why I like this is because it's, it is very clever in this presentation, it's in its solution, but it's just, it's not presented as, oh, hey, solve this three times and you get three rewards or, hey, here's how, how you can figure it out visually without having to find something else nearby. The note does give you the, the mathematical formula or like the, the, the legend, but it's just, it isn't presented very well. But the the puzzle itself is cool. It's very good. Mm. It is just. It seems like it wasn't. It seems too small too. Well, maybe For something that gives like three okay. really big chests, it's uh-huh. not. It doesn't seem like a very like significant puzzle. Hmm. And like I mentioned, it, it. If you only solved it once, there's two more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, well, what other uh, what other puzzles uh, did they did they find? So PG, hello again, PG. Um, says the Mona and Fischl ones. So I'm assuming that they mean from the Golden Apple Archipelago event? Yes, I'm pretty sure because yeah. Mona and Fischl being in the same you know, sentence for puzzles, yes. Mm-hmm. I remember... The Mona, I th- Mona had the stars, Ooh. so she had like, yeah. little stars. That and one was fun. The, some, some of those were hard. Like Some of those were like really hard to figure out like what you what, mm. what they wanted you to do. Like, you know? Because so you have sometimes you had to unveil mm-hmm. more of the constellations by like doing stuff. or like take one off and put it into another right puzzle. yeah and so like those kind mm-hmm. of things and then I remember like so official ones there's two kinds I remember specifically which are like the ones with the birds that are like uh, on a, there's a bird on a rail and you have to like you have to make his path to the end by like mm-hmm. point, pointing the camera like to make it look like the uh, like those are my those are one of my favorite kinds of puzzles too like those perspective puzzles so um trying to make it look like the path is closed and then the other puzzle is like the 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 play right like where you have to see like who was the one that was lying or like you have to play like a detective game Mm-hmm. yeah what do you think about the official that? one okay the official one where you had to use a specific camera lens and look at things in a certain angle i did not like that one. Oh, really it wasn't it wasn't because it was bad the puzzle is good 
but the the very precise angle that they wanted was way too difficult to line up oh yeah sometimes yeah. you're talking like pixels if you're on mobile you're not gonna get this if you're on a computer with a mouse it's still hard it's so funny maybe because i me, think it's maybe the it's opposite i think it's like I don't the know. controller is harder because you can't be as precise when you're moving the way that you can with the mouse mm -hmm. or the touchscreen. Like that was like okay. when I wanted to move it just a little bit to the left, I would like tap the control stick, but it would like make it go really far. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. And there's there has been a few times in that, and I'm like, wait, this does connect. The perspective is right, but it's because I had to bring the camera up, like literally like up on the x-axis just slightly, or like mm -hmm. on the y-axis. Sorry up on the y-axis just very slightly even though visually every all the edges lined up it just it wasn't where the game's camera saved like the solution for it so i just it was way too particular it was way too picky it, there was no room for error it's that you have to be this exact spot looking this exact way and that is it yeah yeah so, yeah i, mean, I, I think I it wasn't it. it wasn't like perfect but mechanically I, but the idea mm -hmm. was definitely there Yes, I like the idea. Yeah. So Kazu said, "All puzzles down in the ruins of the desert. I had so much fun exploring them." Yep. Yeah, the desert ones are pretty. Are you, they're pretty refreshing. Are you max clearance yet, or no? No, 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 no. I, I, I've been, I've been playing, I've been playing my <laughs> mm -hmm. America account. I tell you, I've been neglecting my Asia yep. account. Yeah, it's, it's great. They are great puzzles. Um, the the idea of like clearance is also a very good way to tell people hey no keep keep looking keep going you you have like things to, to unlock eventually it's like leveling but you you're leveling a tablet and then hey now that you're a level four tablet you can go and unlock this other place that you ran into remember so it gives people reasons to kind of run around some more or remember certain places like not just straight path hey go right past this and never come here again right yeah that makes sense uh, Angel said, I love the one in Liyue with the three towers. You have to complete puzzles in each to get a piece to unlock a seal. Oh, that was the one. I think that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, I think the one that's because, wait. Like isn't towers? The... Yeah, it was like the one where you, there's one, mm. you, one of the ones, one of the puzzles that you have to climb the tower. One of the other ones is you have to fight the enemies in the tower. And then there was something else. I don't know. I just mm. remember that one. I was really stuck there for a little bit, I think, because I didn't know you had to climb the tower. Because it, it didn't seem like you should climb, be able to climb the tower, but you could technically. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Interesting. But uh, but yeah, I remember that I, one. Yeah, I remember the one with like. There's like nine towers. Oh, that one's different. The, yeah. Big the geo pillars or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's different. But yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the cube puzzle. Oh, Amaterasu. I like the cube puzzles in Inazuma because I was always super lucky with them. Most of the time, I couldn't figure out how they were connected, but I managed to solve them with a few hits anyway. Yeah, so that's a nice puzzle sometimes, right? Like, you just like brute force it. You know, maybe you get it's it is confusing, and to figure it out, like you can just kind of keep hitting it. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are always nice. Pretty simple. Yep. Uh, Paimon Yaka, I like the electric conduction puzzle in Inazuma. So satisfying. I also like the nurseries in Sumeru. They're so fun. Yeah, the, so again, yeah. with the uh, the electric conduction puzzle, those are great. The nurseries? Wait, what is the nursery? Wait, oh, wait, that's the one. That's the, that's the, that's the, um, the grass one. Oh, oh that's what yeah. they're called. Okay, I did not know that oh, the grass okay. ones were called nursery. 
puzzles. But yes, those I, those are also my favorite. Yay, nice. Nice Ponmonyaka. Well, you are you are trying to grow the flowers, so that makes right. sense. So thank you all for your responses to the questions. As always, uh, get ready for our next question, which is what new permanent game mode would you like to see in the game? So a completely different game slash genre, similar to like TCG. Like what other kind of game would you want to see in Genshin? And uh, let us know, answer the question either in our Discord, on Spotify, or by replying to our Twitter post about this episode. So thank you all for your community discussion hopefully we'll talk to you more soon so um i want to introduce our last segment which is going to be the last segment of every podcast suggested to us by actually someone in the community void archangel thank you so much for this awesome idea and at the end of every episode of genshin guys podcast we will both roll one single roll we will pull once on the gacha we can pick which gacha we want if we can it can be the event gacha it can be the standard invocation or it can be the weapon banner so at the end of every episode we will roll one time so we can share together the experience of rolling so uh kahi are you ready ready i believe i know which banner i want okay so who which, what are you going to roll for so i well, because right now, as of this, uh, Hu Tao and Yalan are still available, as well as the weapon banner for the Aqua Simulacra and the Staff of Huma. I already have Hu Tao, I already have Yalan, but I definitely need to get some more weapons for some other characters, maybe not necessarily for them, but I do want to see if I can try my hand at another weapon. So, what about you, Josh? What banner will you be pulling for? Uh, I'm going to pull on my America account in the uh in the weapon banner for either aqua Samalaka or staff of homa all right may the look the gods shine upon your roles here sir uh who do you want to go first okay. you want to go first um so yeah uh let's see i'll go first then okay and go And it's the Skyrider sword. So it is a three-star, <laughs> three-star weapon, nice. as as expected. Kahi, what about you? Well, gonna be wishing for the weapon banner. Wish me luck. Wish Good number luck. one. Fire away. It is blue. Ah, oh, what uh. is this? It is cool steel. Oh, oh what a no. cool roll, Kahi. Yeah. <laughs> Three star swords all around. Mm -hmm. all, right. all right. Well, that was a good wish. So hopefully one of us will get lucky in the future eventually. I would love to see an episode where we both get a five star. That would be fantastic. That would be the best episode ever. Okay, so... Um, but that ends our show for today. As always, thanks for listening. If you have time, please leave us a comment and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Follow us on Twitter at Genshin Guys Pod. Follow me on Twitter at JSide Gaming and Kahi at Kahiao, K A H I Y A O. And as always, Ad Astra Abyssos. Enjoy.